by Passion Church, the DeSoto County campus, the fun church in Horn Lake, Mississippi. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church. Thank y'all. Good evening. Well, good morning. Good morning, church. Oh, good morning. Let me just tell you that I love y'all. You hear me? God loves you. Today is the day that we are here, and God has brought me here to deliver a message to the church. Amen? Amen? Okay. So let's start here today. I want want to really press in, and I'm going to ask God, I'm going to say, Hey, look here. God, I'm hooking up, and I want you all to hook up with me today. And what I'm about to tell you is going to bring light to everything that's happening in your life right now. And I'm finna tell you something. And what I'm finna tell you, it's not me. It's God, okay? So today's message is, it's time to eat. It's time to eat. No, 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 no. Not literally eat, but it's time to eat. Let's see here. John chapter 6, verse 53. Everybody have their Bible in here or phone? Good deal. John 6. In verse 53, it says, So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise that person at the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Anyone who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. I live because of my living Father who sent me in the same way. Anyone who feeds on me will live because of me. I am the true bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna, but will live forever. I'm talking about a spiritual bread today. I'm talking about God has prepared a meal for us as a church. And we have a choice to choose if we want that main course that's Jesus. We have that choice. But guess what, church? Jesus has side portions. Amen? He's got some side portions. And I'm not talking about the mashed potatoes, the gravy. I'm telling you right now, He has gifts that He has poured out on the church. And I feel like as believers... We see them gifts, and we say, No, God, I'm good. I'm full. I'm full. Because we're full on what the world is offering us. You hear me? And I'm telling you right now, I've experienced it firsthand. I'm going to tell you a little testimony. I always get to the Word, and then I want to tell you a little story testimony. Because without the Word, the testimony is no good. You hear me? You've got to have the Word of God. You've got to read the Word of God. You have to have it. So I was at the jail one night. I was preaching by myself. Brother Tom, he had some stuff he had to take care of. He said, Big Joe, you've got this. I said, okay. I go down there, and I'm preaching like I'm preaching here today. And God reminded me. He showed me a plate. And I seen Jesus. 
And he told me, he said, son, he said, here is the sides. Here are the sides. And I said, you know what? It's time to eat, God. I want what you have. I was through. I wanted what God had for me. I have sit here for four years and God has brought about all these gifts and talents to me in my life. And I have sit and sit. And I said, God, I'm ready to eat. So I was preaching one night and there was a young man to the right of me and he was to the left of me. And I was preaching and God spoke to me and showed me this man's life right before my eyes, showed me where he was at in his life. He had been coming to my service almost two years. Me and Tom been preaching to him. Real quiet guy. And I walked over to him and I just stopped. I mean, I, was, I can't even remember what I was preaching about. And God said, stop right now. And I said, God has a plan for your life. God loves you. And I tell you right now, you're going to do mighty and great things for God. And I just grabbed him and hooked up with him. And that's the side portions God wants you to enter into today. You hear me? He's the main course. Jesus Christ is a main course. But God wants you to hook up. He wants you to he wants to use the tools and abilities that he's gave the church. You hear me? When we start to exercise in the church, we start to exercise in these gifts, then the unbeliever that comes in says, This is heaven. You hear me? I want to bring heaven to earth. You hear me? That's what I want to do. I want to bring heaven to earth. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And just a testimony on the guy's life. So the next Sunday, he comes in, and he brings some guys with him. I don't say a word. He don't say a word. And they're sitting there, and God spoke to me again. God says, bring up the testimony. And I brought up the testimony, and he said, he told us about that. His life's been changed. He brought a Bible with him. He was reading scriptures. He had brought people with him. And that's what we're waiting on. We're waiting for somebody to speak into our life, to reach out and grab us and say, hey, it's your turn. Hey, it's your turn. It's your turn. God's called you. It's your turn. You hear me? 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 24. But if you all, but if you all of you are prophesying and the unbelievers or people who don't understand these things come into your meeting, they will be convicted of sin and judged by what you say. As they listen, their secret thoughts will be exposed and they will fall to their knees and worship God, declaring God is truly here among you. You hear me? We are called to prophesy. Let's look here. Still in chapter... Let's go to uh, chapter 13, verse 27. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is a part of it. Here are some of the parts God has appointed for the church. First, the apostles. Second, are the prophets. Third, are the teachers. Then, those who do miracles. Those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others, and those have the gift of leadership. Those who speak in unknown languages. Are we all apostles? Are we all prophets? Are we all teachers? Do we all have the power to do miracles? Do we all have the gift of healing? Do we all have the ability to speak in unknown languages? Do we all have the ability to interpret unknown languages? Of course not. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. I have a gift. 
You have a gift. Until we start walking in our gifts like that night at the jail, man, my flesh was like, oh God, what would you just say to me? Man, I was shaking. I was shaking. And we all, that's where we're at because I felt it before. I've had God speak to me and God said, you tell them God loves them. You, and I said, you know what? They know God loves them. I ain't got to tell them that. And I've sat on it. We've all done it. We've all done it. But I'm telling you, I have experienced actually doing it. And I'm telling you that the, the, the fruit from it is a whole lot better than sitting on it. Because that man's life was changed. I looked at Brother Tom and I was preaching on the other side. The next night I said, Brother Tom, you look for this guy because he's on fire. You can see it in his eyes. He'd been there two years listening to me and Brother Tom. And I know he had been listening, but we spoke into his life. God used us and we spoke into his life. And that's what God is wanting us to do. He's ready for us to speak. And as a church, you have what I need and I have what you need. But the main course is Jesus. You hear what I'm telling you? Main course is Jesus. And we got love. Man, oh, what about love? Oh, love is so good. Where will love take you? Love will take you places that no other thing will ever take you. But if you're not building one another up, we're waiting to hear something from somebody. You hear me? And God's using us. Let's see here. Let's go to John chapter 15. John chapter 15 verse 1. It says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit. So they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. He is dressing us. He is cutting away that sloppy, messy food we are taking from the world. And he's saying, today I have prepared a meal for you. Today is the day that you will eat of my flesh, and you will drink of my blood, and I will use you. That's what God is saying to us today. Now listen here. I don't care where you're at spiritually. I don't care where you're at with God. But all you need to know is God loves you. Amen? God loves you right where you're at. I'm not perfect. Even Apostle Paul said, I have not achieved these things, brothers and sisters. But I'm pressing on. I'm pressing on. Paul said, woe to me that I don't preach the gospel. If you don't open your mouth, people don't know about you. They don't know where you're at. They don't know if you believe in Jesus. Everybody is out there prophesying and saying, oh, I believe in God. Yeah, an atheist believes in God. You hear me? Everybody knows there's a God. But who are you going to follow? Are you going to follow the devil or are you going to follow God? Today is the day, fellas and women. I mean, I'm just here to stir you up spiritually. That's all I'm saying. I'm here to stir you up. So... Is God prepares this meal for us. Here we are. And you say, well, what's the side dishes? Let's go to Galatians 5. Galatians 5, verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. 
then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do the evil, which is the opposite of what the Spirit wants. That's the world side dishes. You hear me? That's what the world wants. The world is trying to give you what your sinful desire wants. Here, do this, do that. And we're unfooled. We're unsatisfied. We're wondering, man, I want that. I want to feel satisfied. But there's hope, my friends. There's hope. But it says what the Spirit wants, and the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. That's what I used to do. I used to think, man, I'll do better, I'll do good, and then I would do good for a little while until somebody said, something's wrong with him, he's happy. Because I was doing it in my own strength, then my mind would mess with me. Well, if they think I'm messing up and they think I'm doing this, I'm going to just go back to doing it because I was in my own strength. But when you have a rooted and grounded relationship with the Almighty God, Jesus Christ, then guess what? I don't care what anybody says about you. You will not get offended. You will not get mad. You will eventually learn to know your identity, which is in Jesus Christ. You hear me? It's an identity problem. Identity problem. That's where we're at. We're here, don't know really what we are. But I'm telling you what your father has told you what you are. And he's told you, you are awesome. You are, I'm telling you, you were made in his image. I don't care where you're at. You're on Facebook. You're in this sanctuary. God is speaking to you in your living room. He's speaking in this sanctuary. God is saying, thus saith the Lord. Now is the time, church. Now is the time, church. Thus saith the Lord. He's saying right now, now is the time. I love you, church. I love my sons and daughters. And now is the time. Verse 19, when you follow the desires of the sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, and selfish ambition, divisions, enviness, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the side dishes of the world. You just keep living in them and living in them. But I'm telling you, God still loves you wherever you're at. God still loves you. I got it on my little night, not nightstand, but in my living room. Megan has put it up. It says, God loves you and he has a plan for your life. Zach Bigley's preached it here. And it's the truth. I don't care where you're at in life. God loves you. He gave his son for you. You hear me? Okay. Verse 22, we're still in Galatians 5. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Let's eat, church. Let's eat, church. That's it. When somebody says something to you and I'm like, Oh, I want to say something. And then God shows me that plate. He says, oh, peace, peace, my son. You eat of my flesh and you drink of my blood, but where is your patience? Here's this cornbread. You're going to eat this cornbread? Yes, sir, I'll take a slice of little butter on it too. That's patience and kindness. <laughs> what would just get to the cornbread and butter? Do you understand me? It's that simple. 
That simple. It says right here in verse 24, still in Galatians 5. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoking one another out of jealousy of one another. So let me not get where I'm at to tell you that you need to get where you're at. Because on my, bad, on my good days, I'm still bad. I still need Jesus. We all need Jesus. But until we encourage one another and say, God has a plan for you. I see something in your life. Because God's going to show you that that person has something and they don't even know they have it. They don't even know they have it. That was me. I lived my life and didn't even know I had it. Here I stand. I didn't even know I had it. Still don't know I got it. And I stand here today and I wonder, God, why me? I close my eyes and I say, God, why me? And he reminds me, because you're my son. Because you're my daughter. When I was on that cross and I took my last breath, it was for you. 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 It was for all of us. And he gave us this life that we would do something with it. We would do something with it. And we wonder, why me? Why me, God? Why me? And I think about that guy. I think about him sitting there that night. And he'd come in, man, real gentle, soft-spoken guy. And he'd sit down. And I'm just something about him. I mean, just something about him. I thought he might have looked familiar. And I said, hmm. I just let it go by. I just let it go by. And it was God speaking to me. God will be speaking to you. And he will say, man, that person looks familiar. And I'm telling you right now, it's not because you might have seen them somewhere. It's because God's pointing them out to you. Amen? God's pointing them out to you. God's putting somebody in your heart right now in this sanctuary on Facebook, on live stream. Somebody's putting in your heart right now, and he's telling them, that's happened to me. I'm going to call that person. When you see that person, and you tell them, look here, I, I, don't, I don't know you, but I feel like I know you, but God knows you. God knows you. And I want to tell you that God loves you, and he has a plan for your life. And watch what God does. Their life changes. Just like that. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 13. 5 and 13, 2 Corinthians. It says, if it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. Amen? Amen. We're crazy for God. Amen? And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Because nothing that God tells you, you don't put it through here. You put it through here, you won't do it. You go to think about it, you 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 done wasted it. Because it's time to eat. He ain't trying to feed your mind. He's trying to feed your soul, your heart. 
He's trying to feed your heart. He's done spoke to your heart. You hear me? I don't know why I say hear me. You hear me? I know you hear me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Praise God. Verse 14. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Whether we speak into someone's life or whether you don't speak, whatever God gives you, that's perfectly fine. But guess what? Christ's love controls us, church. Since we believe that Christ died for all, who also believe that we have all died to our old life? He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died as, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, and the old life is gone, and the new life has begun. Verse 18, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us the wonderful message of reconciliation so that we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be an offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. That's it. That's it. A lot of people, that's it. That's our job. Paul said, woe to me. If I don't preach the gospel. Woe to me. And as I go back. That guy. He said. He told us that story. And I said that was God. And his life changed. A couple Sundays ago. I go down to the church. I mean to the jail. I get to the gate. They won't let me in. Going back to my car. But guess what? It ain't over. You still pray. You still read your word. You still seek God because guess what? He's going to use you again and again. I was at the gym. Guy walks up to me. He says, man, you look familiar. You're either the guy I know or you got a twin. I said, ain't me. Ain't me. And you share the love of God with him. You share the love of God with him. And the favor, when you do that, the favor of God begins to be poured out on your life. And then that's when things start to happen. It ain't all this prosperity. It ain't money. It ain't all these things. But it's a spiritual blessing on your life. It's favor that God has given you. And you got a choice. What shall I do with it? Should I glorify Him? Or should I build up my own kingdom here? I'm just telling the truth. I just I just give it all to him. I don't want nothing here. But I know where God has planted me. And he's planted me right here. And God spoke to me in the spiritual realm. And he's told me. There's people in this church. And he's given it to you. 
And he's showing you things. And you were sitting on it. And I was sitting on it. But now is the time that we will begin to exercise our gifts. What will we do with our talent? Will we go dig a hole and bury it in the ground? Or will we take it? And will we do something with it? Just remember, when you hear God speak to you, you close your eyes and you say, Why me, God? And every time He'll speak to you. A lot of times the enemy uses our own voice to disguise as us, as our thoughts. That's why we don't have to think. Don't think. When you go to thinking, the enemy uses your voice to talk back to you, to get you to do something that you have no, no, no part of even doing. No part of even doing. But I'm telling you, when you hear the small, still voice of God speak to your heart, it's time. Let's see here. Let's go to Acts chapter 4. Verse 32. Let's go to 29. Acts 4 and 29. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of our holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. Verse 32. All the believers were united in one heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own. So they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon them all. There were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. That was the church. You hear what I'm telling you? That was the church. We all come together. We all fellowship. We all shared everything. And then God began to work. We're all hung up waiting for something to happen because it's what we got happening. We wake up every morning, we go to work, we get off. We get hung in these routines and we do it over and over and over. We come to church on Sunday, we come in, we leave. But do we actually get together and share everything? Share everything we got. That's where it's at. That's where it started. They got filled with the Holy Ghost and they preached with boldness. And all the believers were united in heart and mind. And they felt that they owned, what they owned was not their own. What they owned was not their own. It was not their own. God was using what they owned to glorify Him. First John chapter five. No, chapter one. Verse five. First John chapter five. This is the message 
we heard from Jesus. This was the apostles. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is what Jesus, this is the message they heard from Jesus, the apostles said. And now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God, but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth, but if we are living in the light, as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Cleanses us. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar, showing that His word has no place in our hearts. So if we fellowship in darkness, if we walk in the flesh, you got results from the flesh. But if you walk in the Spirit, there's fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. It's time to eat. It's time to eat. You hear me? It's time to eat. Every time. It says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says temptation comes, temptation goes. God will make a way to escape. He will. We are all tempted the same. But God will make a way to escape. When that anger rises up in you, you have a choice. What you going to eat? What you going to eat? You going to eat cornbread? You going to eat pig slop? I'm going back to my father's house to eat cornbread. You hear me? I'm going back to my father's house. Amen. What are we going to eat? Man, boy, when that flesh jumps up and it rises up in you, and you think, man, I just want to tell them what I want to say. But guess what? The rewards of biting your tongue and sitting on silence is the best thing you've ever done in your life. But boy, is it hard. But that's what's wrong with us. That's, what's, that's what was wrong with me. And I still have days where that's what's wrong with me. Is because I want the easy way. I want that plate I can make real fast. I don't want that crock pot sitting there warming, eating, blessing. I don't want what God's got over there in the crock pot for me. Done took six hours to prepare. And I say, Father, I'm good. I'm going to take his hot pocket. Two minutes in the microwave. And there you go. You feel like you're satisfied. You hear me? Do you want a hot pocket kind of blessing from the world or do you want a crock pot kind of blessing from God that he sit there and prepared for many hours for you? You hear me? I know you do. I know lives hears me because I can hear myself. Amen. I see people already sitting there on their couch. They're probably cooking and listening to me on their little phone. But God is telling you, he's saying, what will you eat today? Will you eat what the world and the enemy has just slopped together? Will you eat that hot pocket that's got half the cheese out on the plate? Or will you eat that crock pot that he stirred every bit of his love into? He's got all the ingredients, all the blessings to what he has for you. But hey, guess what? God loves you. He has a plan for your life. Amen? Amen. So, back to it. If I've done said some things today, 
and you feel, man, what he's talking is very, very good. And it stirred you like it stirred me four years ago. I sat right there. It's a blessing. My sister-in-law is here. She sat right here with me. And we all sat right here. And I couldn't tell you what pastor guy preached. But he preached a sermon. And I felt something turn in my heart. And if you're a believer, you're encouraged. You're powered. You're like, oh, what he's saying is so good. Because it's not what I'm saying. It's what God's saying. Amen? That's what I'm telling you. God is using me today because I'm going to tell you right now, if I come up here in my own strength. <laughs> Welcome, passing churches. Joe, I'm telling you, you'd be nervous. You'd be shaking. But the Spirit of God says there is no fear in you. There is no fear whatsoever. Yeah, you're going to come up here and you're going to chuck a little bit. Guess what? You can't stay. Because in Jesus' name, it's gone. In Jesus' name, it's gone. You already have the power. You just got to access it through Jesus. You hear me? So here I stand and God tells the church, this is what we need to do. We need to exercise our gifts. We have gifts in this church. And some of us are sitting on them. And some of us are using them. And we're pulled this way and we're pulled that way. But now, like it says in Acts, we're going to be united in one heart and one mind. We're going to think alike and we're going to believe alike. Because that's what Jesus' disciples did. They said, we will do the Father's will. That's what Jesus said. He said, not my will be done, but the Father's will be done. So not our will be done, but the Father's will be done. But we can ask that in Jesus' name. And here we are. So if that don't, if that all sounds kind of foggy to you, because four years ago I sat right there and I, whatever he said, he said. But when he looked at the church and Pastor Guy said, if you know where you sit right now, if you were to die right now, and you don't know where you would go, and you know you want to be right with God, and there is a place where you can be right with God, all you have to do is simply ask God, and you're forgiven. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead, you will be saved. And it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring in your faith that you are saved. So if that's you, and that was me that day, I come down and pastor prayed for me. And he said, you accept Jesus into your heart. And my life was changed. And I walked every day out, day by day, day by day. And I'm still walking it out. So church... With every head bowed and every eye closed and everybody linking up with me, you online, if that's you and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to repeat these words with me. Say, God, I repent. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I believe that you rose from the dead on the third day to save me from my sins. Father, I thank you for that. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. We hope you enjoyed it and that it inspires you to live out God's Word. For more information, visit us at www.mypassion.church.